what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I thank you. Lord, hallelujah. Teach me, Lord. Show me, O Lord, as I come to you, as I pray to you, O God. Your prayer answering God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, you're wonderful, O God. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this morning in thanksgiving. Hey, Lord, thanking you. Oh, God, for all that you have done, all that you have shown, all that you have manifested, my God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I look to you. I depend on you. In you, I put my trust. Oh, God, help me to run this race with fear and trembling. Help me to look to you, wait upon you. Oh, Lord, teach me to be strong in you and in the power of your might. Oh, God, help me to put on the whole armor of God. Mm, hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you. Remember those, Lord, who call on your name in truth. My God, we thank thank you oh god look upon your people wherever they may be whatever their situation their circumstance lord we know you are deliverer in the name of jesus you came to save sanctify and deliver oh god sanctify us in the name of jesus christ lord i thank you Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the life that you've given me, oh God. Help me to run it faithfully. Oh God, help me to walk before you. Lord, I commit myself to you. Oh God, remember the ministers, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Bishop Stevens, Pastor Bats, oh Elder Katenga. Oh, my God, remember Pastor Goodman and Pastor Brett. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, remember Pastor Rattray. Oh, God, in the name of all your ministers, my God. Oh, God, Minister Millwood, Minister Brown. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, remember all your people. Remember Minister Nigel, Lord, and Minister Anselmi. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we look to you. We look to you for grace, knowing that all things are of you, my God. God, and oh, before you formed us in the belly, you knew us. Oh, God, and you fashioned us. <coughs> my God, you ordained us for our roles, my God. Help me, oh God, to walk worthy of the vocation where I'm called with all lowliness, my God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, help me not to be conformed to this world, my God, but to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Lord, help us as we study your word, as we study together, as we learn together. Help us, oh God, to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. For if we suffer with you, we shall reign with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us, oh God. Have your way. Have your way in us, my God. Oh, let self be slain that your Holy Spirit may speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown here this morning. And it's good to be back. It's always good to be among the people of God. People of God are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people a nation of kings and priests and we thank god for the people of god this is the master of arts new testament letters program and today is thursday the 7th of may 2020 and we are studying the book of romans the book of romans a book that outlines the doctrine of the church its bylaws its rules its regulation Yes, the book of Romans, our bylaws, our statutes, our rules, our things concerning the church. <coughs> our topic today, one man esteem it one day above another, another esteem it every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to a Gentile church located in Gentile lands, but the church, as I said, is comprised of both Jews and Gentiles. So both Jews were in this church and Gentiles, and the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to them, telling them that one man esteem one day above another. Another esteem it every day alike. But then he said, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. There are some things that you and you alone have to be fully persuaded about. You have to be fully persuaded that you can walk in those things in faith. And this is one of them. Paul said that one man esteemed one day above one, like one man would esteem the sabbath day or another man would esteem the first day one man esteem it one day above another another man regards every day alike but then he stated let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind so it is not for me to tell you that you shouldn't worship on the Sabbath day or you shouldn't worship on the first day. No, that's not my job. You have to be fully persuaded in your own mind. What I do know is that the church met daily. They met daily. They prayed daily. They had fellowship daily. One man regarded the day. Another, another day. But the fact is the church of Jesus Christ met daily and with one accord they were together breaking bread and in prayers. Our topic today, one man esteem it one day above another while another esteem it every day alike. 
but it's important that we understand that every man must be persuaded in his own mind. You should not allow yourselves to be twisted, bent, or cajoled into what someone else believes. You have to stand steadfast. The foundation of God stands sure having the seal. The Lord knows them that are his. And he said, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In our introduction, we see the word telling us, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. So there are some issues and some things that surround us. But they're not life and death. And Paul wrote, saying to the church, whether we live, we live unto the Lord. To be absent from the body, to, to die, is present with the Lord. So whether I live, I'm present with the Lord. Whether I die, I'm present with the Lord. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. But you must be fully persuaded in your own mind. Don't allow another to twist you and bend you and shape you into a pretzel. You have to stand on your beliefs because we are the Lord's. We see Jesus Christ, a council convening against him in Jerusalem in John chapter 11, verse 48. As the high priest and the other priests got together, they convened a council against Jesus Christ. And they made determinations. They said if we let him alone. All men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. So the chief priests and the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees and all of them were concerned about themselves. They cared not for the people nor for others. But they cared for themselves and they, themselves alone. And they wanted to sacrifice Jesus for their own ambitions. They said if we leave him alone, all people will believe on him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Our nation. So they determined that Jesus should die for the nation. But this was God's will. This was God's plan. Whatever we do, we must understand that all things all. A L L, all things are of God. So whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we esteem one day, we do it to the Lord. Whether we esteem every day alike, we do it unto the Lord. For all things are of God. Now, what did God do? In Acts chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, it says, God, yes, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So there was a time when God allowed the nations to walk in their own way. He spoke to the fathers by the prophets. He spoke to Israel by his son. And he allowed the nations to walk in their own ways. But that for that was for a time. 
Now he commands all men everywhere to repent. He sent prophets and apostles out into the nation to teach the word of God. They faced opposition. Some of them were crucified, stoned, beheaded, and all of that. But they had to preach God's word. Those were the witnesses of God in the current age. So we have Paul and Silas. <clears throat> Paul and Silas went to Philippi as a part of their mission. And as they taught and as they preached, they were charged with teaching customs which were not lawful for the Philippians to receive, the Philippians being Romans. Paul and Silas were beaten. They were cast into prison. And then the time came when the magistrates wanted to get them out of the prison because they found that they had beaten them wrongly, uncondemned. And Paul and Silas said, not so. Uh-uh, it don't work like that. Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now they thrust us out privily, nay verily. He said, not so. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. There are some things that we do and we do in error, and we have to address, we have to make right. And this is what Paul and Silas were saying. And the surgeons told these words unto the magistrates. And they feared when they heard that they were Romans. The magistrates were in fear now because they had done that which was wrong. And Paul and Silas had brought it to their attention, stipulating, letting them know that they were Romans. In Acts chapter 19 verse 21, we see after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit after he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go up to Jerusalem, saying, After I've been there, I must see Rome also. So after that experience, one of the things is that God will give you testimonies along the way. And the things that happen to us are testimonies in our lives. If you're going to serve the Lord, you must know that if you suffer with him, you shall also reign with him. God is going to give you a testimony if you are his servant. So Paul and Silas had a testimony of their experience in a Philippian prison where an earthquake, an earthquake set them free from the bondage that they were in. So after these things were ended, Paul, purposed in the spirit, passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go up to Jerusalem. Now the Lord along the way had sent prophets. He had sent men and women of God who spoke in the spirit. <coughs> telling him what would happen to him. God will speak to the Spirit, letting you know what's going to happen to you. When the words are uttered, it is of God. God will let you know what's going on. And then Agabus spoke, saying, The man to whom this girl belong will be bound in Jerusalem, taken captive by the Jews. And Paul says, I'm ready not only to be bound in Jerusalem, but to die. Why? For to live is Christ. And to die is gain. So he wrote to the Romans before he got there. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He sent a letter before he got there telling them he was ready to preach the gospel to the Romans also. You have to be ready to preach the gospel no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, no matter what you're going through, no matter what things are, you have to be ready. Why? Because you're a wise virgin. 
The wise virgins prepared. They prepared aforehand. They had oil in their lamps. They had oil in their vessels. So Paul was ready to preach the gospel to the people in Rome. You have to be ready. So when the chief captain was told that Paul was a Roman, he realized that they were going down the wrong road and he desisted. He then took Paul into a castle and Paul was examined and it was determined that he had done nothing wrong, but Paul appealed unto Caesar. So he was now being sent to Caesar. He was placed in a boat heading to Alexandria and Paul instructed the captain of the ship and the owners not to leave the port because a storm was coming up the lord will make you know what is happening and what is going to happen but they didn't listen to him they determined that they would go ahead anyway and a little ways into the journey a great big storm arose and began to tear the boat up toss it to and fro and they had to throw over the throw the tackling overboard, they had to throw the food overboard, and such like. So, Paul had a vision in the night. The Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. God will reassure you. God will comfort you. The Lord will come to you and let you know. He said, Be of good cheer, Paul. You're going to make it to Rome. The battle that you're going through, the storms in your life, the winds, the raging winds and the billowing sea, it's not going to destroy you. Be of good cheer. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness at Rome also. You're going to make it to Rome. So Paul, having arrived in Rome, and it came to pass, Acts chapter 28, verse 17, And it came to pass that after three days Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come, he said unto them, Men and brethren, Though I have committed nothing against the people or custom, customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. Let me read that one more time. And it came to pass that after three days Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said unto them, Men and brethren, Though I have committed nothing against the people, or customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. God was giving him a testimony. You don't have to do anything against the people or against the customs or against the fathers for you to be delivered prisoner from Jerusalem to be sent before Caesar. That was what happened to Jesus. And if they did these things to the green tree, how much more the dry. Paul was having the experience that Jesus had. He was taken prisoner, delivered to the Romans by his own brethren. Our topic today, one man esteemed one day above another, another esteemed every day alike, but let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. It is important, it's vital that you are convinced in your own mind and fully persuaded in the things of God. 
So the argument continues in Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that thou judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be old enough, for God is able to make him stand. Him that is weak. The individual, the newborn Christian, the weak Christian, the one that is weak in the faith, you have to receive him. You have to receive him. But not to doubtful disputation, not to arguments and uh, drawn out conversations and stuff like that. Him that is in the faith, you receive him. But avoid all of that. For one believeth that he may eat all things. One Christian believed that he can eat pork and lobster and shrimps and all such things. Another, who is weak, eat vegetables. He don't think that he should eat those things. As he grows in the Lord, the Lord will open his eyes, his mind, and his understanding. But him being weak in the faith, have one belief. But you still got to receive him. Then we are, we are admonished, let not him that eateth, the one who is emboldened in his conscience, let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. Because the person is different from you, he does things differently. Why are you going to despise that individual? Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. Okay, you don't want to eat pork. You don't want to eat lobster and shrimps and such like. You don't know what he's missing. But, don't judge him. Don't impose your standards on him. For God had received him. It was God that called him. Who art thou? Who are you? That judges another man's servant. Oh, he don't eat pork. Oh, he eat pork. To his own master he standeth or falleth. God knows his standing in the presence of God. He stands before God. God knows whether he is in good standing or whether he has fallen from grace. Yea, he shall be olden up. For God is able to make him stand. It is God, no one to him, that is able to keep me from falling and to present me faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God. God is able to make him stand. So, they had disputes and disputation concerning the day of worship. And one man held one day above another. One man was saying, you have to worship on the Sabbath day because the Lord said, remember the Sabbath. One man esteemed one day above another. Another man esteemed every day alike. Another man said, well, I'm going to just go ahead and serve God Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to just go ahead and serve the Lord every day of my life. The word says, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. 
We have to allow individuals, we have to allow people to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But when we impose our standard and our will upon different individuals, we are taking the place of God. He that regarded the day, the man that says, yes, the Sabbath is a day that ought to be held in high esteem, regarded it unto the Lord. And he that disregards the day, he that regarded not the day, to the Lord he doeth not regard it. So what we do, whether we are doing things uh, actively or passively, is done unto the Lord. So he that regarded the day, Regardeth it to the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doeth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, he giveth God thanks, he prove his food. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth thanks. The important thing is the thanksgiving to the Lord. For none of us lift to himself, and no man dieth to himself, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For this end, Christ both died and rose, and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. It's important that we understand some things right here, that Christ is the Lord both of the dead and of the living. One more time, Jesus Christ is the Lord both of the dead dead and the living. He created good and evil. He is the Lord both of the dead and of the living. So none of us live it to himself. And no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we therefore live or die, we are the Lord's. Whatever our condition is, we are the Lord's. But a lot of times, because of ignorance and lack of teaching, individuals do not know these things. And then there comes disputes, divisions, strife, wars, and such like. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be the Lord. He might be Lord both of the dead. Jesus is Lord of the dead and of the living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why are you judging thy brother? You sit in a seat of judgment. You judge your brother. You impose standard past sentences. Why do you do that? Why doest thou judge thy brother? Or why doest thou sit at naught thy brother? Why do you tear down that which he does? Why do you do it? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hello, somebody. Why doest thou judge thy brother? Or why doest thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all, every last one of us is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And every knee is going to bow to Jesus Christ. And every tongue is going to confess to God. 
where it says, So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Oh, that time is coming. The time is coming where every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. We judge each other's intentions. We judge each other's ways. We judge each other this and we judge each other that. Let the word of God speak for itself. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. But judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. God gives his warning and tells us to be careful of what we do. Judge this, make sure that we do not put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in another individual's way. Paul says, I know, and I'm persuaded by the Lord that there is nothing unclean of itself. My, my, my. I know. And the Lord has persuaded me that there is nothing intrinsically unclean, nothing of itself unclean, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So you, the way you think about a thing, your thoughts, your mindset, but to him that esteemeth regards anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Do not destroy him with thy meat for whom Christ died. So you eat in something that is offensive to another. You have to take steps not to offend someone else. If thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now you're not walking in love. There are many that they don't walk in love, have no regard for anybody else, care only about themselves and the things that pertain to them. They cause others to be grieved, not walking charitably. The word says, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. The things we do, our practices, the things we say. Then the word says, let not then your good be evil spoken of. Let not then your good, good intentions. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Oh, you, you're doing stuff good and everything. Oh, okay. But how does it appear? How does it look to someone else? Let not then your good be evil. Oh, I might be doing things that are good. But how does it appear to someone else? So it is necessary that I take the steps to let not the things that I do affect someone else. Why? For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Hello, somebody. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approve of men. No, there are times when men will disapprove of various things. The things we do, the things we say. Why? Our ways, our methods, our thinking, our presentation. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable. But if you are serving Christ and is unto the Lord, 
For he that serveth in these things, you serve in Christ. It's acceptable to God and approve of men. So make sure what you do, you do unto Christ. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. Critical statement. Let us therefore follow after the things that make for peace. You gotta examine yourself. You gotta look at yourself. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherewith one may be edified. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Instruct, teach, enlighten, cause to know, to develop wisdom. Follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may study, learn. I heard a brother yesterday speaking and he saw a conversation that we were having on Facebook and he said, you know, oh, I saw some things in it. And I said, to God be the glory. So we must follow after the things that make for peace. And things wherewith one may edify another. We have to be careful of our behavior. For me, destroy not the work of God. What we eat or what we drink, don't destroy the work of God. All things indeed are pure. Let me say that one more time. All things, everything that is done is pure. But it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. So our thinking, our approach to a thing, a circumstance, a situation depends on our own mindset. For me, destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure. To the pure, all things are pure. To the righteous, all things are righteous. To the godly, all things are godly. And vice versa. But it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. So in conclusion, the apostle wrote, It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. You got to watch what you eat and drink. Watch your practices, your behaviors, the things that offend. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. Ask thou faith. Oh, you said, oh, I have faith. Have it to thyself before God. You don't have faith. Your faith must be toward God. Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not in himself. One more time. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. We've got to be careful. We can allow some things and condemn our own selves. But blessed is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. The things that you allow, you can be condemning yourself. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Faith is critical. Faith is vital. He that doubteth. Your mind filled with doubt and unbelief. Damned. He's damned if he eat. Because he don't believe that he should eat pork. He believes that he's unclean. He's damned if he eat. Why? Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. 
whatsoever is not trusting in God, believe in God, that God is in charge and he knows what he's doing, then you're lacking faith. What is faith? Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. My expectations, my aspirations, my dreams, what I would like to see. Faith is that materialization of my expectations. Anything else is sin. Our topic today, one man estimate one day above another and another estimate every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come before you this morning standing on your word. Living in your word. Walking by your word. Lord, we take you and trust you by faith. Not of works. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags. But we trust in you. We hope in you. We depend on you. That you will present us faultless before your presence with exceeding joy. To you, the only wise God, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, and it's now and forever. Amen. Today we spoke to you on the topic that one man esteemeth one day above another, and another man esteemeth every day alike. But we said Every man must be persuaded in his own mind. There are some that were brought up in different belief systems. From the beginning of their life, they were taught, they were trained a certain way, certain customs, certain traditions, certain behaviors from their youth. And they have been brought up to regard certain days above others. And this is so. But another man sees every day the same way, a day of service to the Lord. The word tells us that every man should be fully persuaded in his own mind. The word says grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So as we study, as we live, whether we live, we live unto the Lord and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. So whether we live or die, therefore, we are the Lord's. God bless you today in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank and praise God for you. The word admonishes us and tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. We are ministers of reconciliation. That word reconciliation means coming together. We are ministers of reconciliation. God bless you. So I'm going to step away from here. That you might approach a throne of grace. And you're going to find help in the time of trouble. God bless you in Jesus name.
Please, please come home. 